What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Track Talk Podcast. This is episode 11, and I remembered this time. I didn't need to be reminded, which is huge for us here. <laughs> Little disclaimer on the episode. I am absolutely exhausted and mentally drained because I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3, not yesterday, actually, the day before, and I've just been unwell since and worked really late last night. My energy's really high for the weekend, but my energy's really low at the moment, so. You would never be able to tell just by listening. I know, we're gonna get through it together. I'm really good, like, I might look like this, but I can make my voice sound more excited than I than I feel. <laughs> okay, well don't break our mic. <laughs> no, I won't, I won't. Um, we've got an Imola recap, or Imola, oh my God, I am tired. Imola predictions. There's no recap, there's no No recap. Race. Track stats, We're, we got some F1 Royal Wedding content to talk about. Emma's got lots to say. We're going to chat a little bit about what the hell is going on at AlphaTauri right now. All those rumors. Again, remember how I say, don't believe everything you hear on the internet? Okay, we're getting right into it. Okay, yeah, let's get right into it. There are rumors going around right now that's just all Danny Rick to AlphaTauri. Danny Rick to replace Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries out. He's got three races left to show that he can do something. And that is true. He was given like a three race ultimatum, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily out after the three races. Mm -hmm. It just means that if Nick DeVries does not improve at all within these next three races, doesn't match Yuki, doesn't show any sign of improvement, they're definitely going to look at his contract mm -hmm. and they're definitely going to have that conversation with him about replacing, but it's not like three strikes and you're out. Like, yeah, that's, it's, it's not as simple as that ever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, when the, that three race ultimatum came out, Everyone was like, oh my God, Danny Rick is set to replace him. Mm -hmm. Not true. Not true. Not happening. Danny Rick would not even be like in the top three people to replace Nick DeVries. I was going to say, why would Danny take a seat at AlphaTauri? Like, he, because Danny Rick is the third driver for Red Bull. But I feel right, like people are but, forgetting that that's Red Bull. That's not right, AlphaTauri. Like sister teams are not really allowed anymore. So in the past when it was Toro Rosso, this might have had more legitimacy to it, but they're not really allowed, even though we all know that AlphaTauri is like a feeder team for Red Bull. They can't really have the same like third driver. How do you pronounce his name? Helmet Marco? Yeah. Helmet. Okay. Helmet Marco. Yeah. And is he, he's not the, he's like an advisor yeah. essentially is yeah. what he does for Red Bull and like Red Bull Racing. Yeah. Of course, Red Bull Racing is involved with AlphaTauri. Yeah. As Hannah said, sister teams for sure. But he said himself, like nothing will happen in the next three races. So Nick DeVries is, he has these next three races to prove himself as a driver. Will he? What do you think? I don't think they would do anything before silly season. Like no. if anything, maybe during the break, they'd take a look. Yeah, exactly. But I would just like to say that I am an idiot because maybe episode two or three, I was like, Nick DeVries is going to be a star. Well, that's what everyone thought because he had, okay. I think it was, first of all, it was when he raced, he like filled Alex's seat last year yeah. in Williams and he finished in the finished points. In the points. It was the Formula E championship, the mm -hmm. Formula 2 championship. Like, yeah, obviously he's got a lot of points, a lot of crazy credentials under his belt. But I think what pushed him to be signed for AlphaTauri was that race that he filled in yeah. for Alex. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my God, he's good. He can race, he can get points in a Williams. Yeah. But I genuinely think it was just freaking luck of the draw that, that Nick, like, yes, Nick is an incredible driver, mm. But I think that everyone saw that race and saw what he, quote unquote, was capable of and ran with it. And unfortunately for him, I don't think I, I don't think that's true to his character in like as an F1 driver. And so ev again, everyone rushed to be like, sign him, mm -hmm. like get him on a team. Mm -hmm. And now it's coming back to bite not only him, but these teams, AlphaTauri in the ass mm -hmm. because he's not an F1 driver. Mm -hmm. Not, I mean, obviously he is, but he's not 
he's not as qualified I, yeah. and not as skilled as everyone was hoping. Yeah, he's just not performing to the to the expectations that people had of him, yes. which are sad because maybe if he didn't race with Al- or in Alex's seat last year and score points, there wouldn't have been so many mm-hmm. expectations for him. But either way, I think this is something that we'll have to just keep an eye on because I really doubt anything will happen before silly season. I don't think so. What, Helmet says that if they were to replace or if they did need to fill that second seat it would not be Danny Rick it would be the super formula driver Liam Lawson who is a Red Bull athlete or I think he's F2 driver Ayumu Iwasa so it's again they're looking to bump up these drivers to give them that shot Mm -hmm. not so much get Danny Rick to fill the seat yeah yeah I will say I was upset to see that they would would not consider Mick. Okay, but that was another... Because I fell into a hole when I I looked into these driver replacements. Um, Apparently... Okay, first of all, Mick has no ties to Red Bull. No, I know. Like, his ties are definitely Mercedes, Mercedes. Williams. But now Toto Wolff is rumored... Again, rumored. Don't believe everything you hear on the internet. To be pushing for Mick to have that second Williams seat if Logan doesn't improve. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I know. And, like, I wouldn't hate Mick in a Williams. I think the grid's better with Mick on it. I don't oh, know why, but 100%. I just... He's got a hothead personality. Just having the last name Schumacher on the grid is I big. I think that he's just a character, and we need Mick back on the grid. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I am rooting for Logan. Yeah. I feel like there's not really any drivers I'm not rooting for, except for, like, Oscar. Oscar Pastry. <laughs> Oscar Pastry, that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess apparently Toto Wolf is now pushing for Mick to have that Williams seat. And I don't know. We'll see. But... I just want to go back to Red Bull quickly because I fell down a hole. Go figure. <laughs> I fell down a hole when it came to just drivers being replaced at Red Bull and Toro Rosso slash Apatari. They are cutthroat. Yes. They... This goes back to Mr. Pierre. No, further than that. Really? Before him, it was... Oh, Brennan Hartley. Brennan Hartley. Yeah. Um, Danny. Uh, Danny Kvyat. Mm-hmm. If these drivers are not performing up to the standards that they're team principals expect of them, they have literally no problem in replacing them. So we saw it when Pierre was at Red Bull. He was replaced by Alex Albon. Um, we saw it with Danny. Alex himself too. Alex was then oh, replaced. Alex was then replaced by Sergio. By Sergio, yeah. And it was simply because they just weren't impressed with his. Yeah. Which is totally fair. It's I, like, fa- it, I guess so. But Alex had a like still had a good, good year. season. And I think that if they worked with him more, he could have been c- that se- same with Pierre. I just don't think that they're really invested in putting no. like the time and energy needed to develop these drivers. And this pains me to say like a McLaren mm-hmm. or a Alpine team does. Yeah. So these teams, those team principals definitely put the effort in to grow with their drivers. Whereas Red Bull and even Avatari, like if you're not already coming in with that skill and expertise, they don't want you. Yeah. And I mean, Red Bull is a championship winning team. I totally get that. But you you compare it to like Mercedes. Mercedes took a gamble on George and it's paying off. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it was so much of a gamble as to bring like Sergio onto Red Bull because Sergio, he is a good driver. Yeah. yeah. But I think that they didn't give Pierre a chance. They didn't give Alex a chance. Danny Cavia was replaced by Max Verstappen halfway through the 2016 season. So for anyone who's curious about Max Verstappen's start with Formula One. He was 17 years old when he, his full-time season with, it was Toro Rosso at the time. I want, I, right? Yeah, Yeah. he was 17. 17. That's unreal. Started with Toro Rosso, did a full year with him. And then in 2016, he started with Toro Rosso and then replaced Danny Kvyat like halfway through because Danny just 
he wasn't making waves. He wasn't getting the points. He wasn't succeeding. And obviously bringing Max to Red Bull was probably one of the best things that Red Bull's ever done. But it just goes to show that Helmet, like Christian Horner, Afatari, they have no issues in replacing their drivers if they need to. So I definitely think Nick DeVries should be worried, but I don't think he has to be worried quite yet. Like what yeah. we are brand new into the season. I don't, again, like Hannah said, I agree. I don't think anything's going to happen until silly season Mm -hmm. if something were to happen. But unfortunately, that something that would happen would not be Daniel Ricciardo coming AlphaTauri. I'm upset. (laughs) But at the same time, I also don't want that for Danny because I don't want him to settle. No. If that makes sense. Oh, 100%. I don't don't think Daniel would go to AlphaTauri if he was given the chance because he was probably given the chance to go to Haas, to go to Alpine. Like, I'm sure those options are on the table. Well, and you saw it in Drive to Survive. Gunther said, we can't afford to pay yeah. down to Ricardo. Mm-hmm. He wants whatever, I think he said like $13 million or something like that. So I don't think Danny's willing to undervalue himself just to take a seat. Yeah, no. And even though he is um, Red Bull's third driver, he's in no way associated with Alphatar. Yeah. Like yeah. he doesn't need to be. No. So. He's proven himself in a Red Bull, so I don't know yeah. that he needs to... But he is doing practice sessions. I saw that. Isn't he? Or yes. free practice, not practice, um, um, Pirelli testing. Yeah, Pirelli testing. testing. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. I know. So we are going to see Daniel Ricciardo back in an F1 car. You know what? It has been a big week for Daniel Ricciardo because he is directly, directly involved in the F1 Royal Wedding. So the F1 Royal Wedding? I know. Let's just get into it oh already because I've been waiting for this. The F1 Royal Wedding. Hannah has been following this since the beginning, the yeah. dawn of time. Yes, because I think Scotty James is adorable and hilarious. Mm-hmm. And anyways, two people to be aware of. Chloe Stroll, Scotty James. Chloe Stroll. Stroll is her last name. She is Lawrence's daughter. She is Lance's sister. She's a Canadian singer, songwriter, musician. That's really her hobby. She's she's prominent on Instagram. I wouldn't say influencer, but she's like, you know, she's a billionaire's daughter. She doesn't necessarily have to work. Scotty James. He is a Red Bull associated athlete. He's a snowboarder, multi-medal Olympian, and he is Australian and Daniel Ricciardo's best friend. I assume that that, that the link between those two, Danny and Scotty, are just the fact that they are Red Bull associated athletes who are Australian. Um, Anyways, Chloe, Scotty, meet, date, get engaged in 2021. Was it 2021? They got engaged in 2021, yes. Oh, wow. I don't know how they met. Like, I would love to know if it was, like, a paddock, like, well, people like, are love saying, type deal. People are saying that Lance, like, Lance was matchmaker. So I feel like oh, it had okay. to be in the paddock or something. Yeah. Which is just, like, a whole F1 book trope in itself. I love that. Might I just say. Anyways. So, 2021, they get engaged. And then I kept, like, they, they would always post together and whatnot. I think because Scotty was competing in the last Olympics, they were going to, like, push the wedding planning, like, aside. But I was like, when are these two going to finally get married? Like, I need to see a stroll wedding. I need to see Daniel Ricardo as part of, like, the bridal party. or The, the bridal the party. wedding party. <laughs> I need to see this content. Okay, so the time comes. And it was this past weekend. Yes. And it was in Venice, Italy. Oh, my goodness. And we got... No content. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. None. No content. Nothing from the royal wedding. Like the royal wedding. For the love of God. I've been waiting for two years for this. <laughs> we were all of us on our phones, on Instagram, on Twitter, waiting for something. And it was just like people taking photos of the boat they were on. Yeah. The, I, like, I don't. 
Emma was like grasping for Lance content. I was. She posted a TikTok yesterday saying we finally got our first picture of Lance. It was the worst <laughs> picture of Lance I have ever seen in my life. It was something. It was grainy. It was the wind was blowing his hair all over the place. It was a screenshot of a video. It was a screenshot of a video. You could literally hardly even tell it was Lance. I knew Emma it was knew. Him. And of course she knew. But it was funny. But of course that picture came out yesterday, so Sunday. Yeah. So the wedding was Friday. Friday. Also weird. Maybe Saturday. No, it was Friday. Apparently it was a three-day thing. Mm, okay. They partied for three days. I respect it. If I also had a billionaire dad, I would also ask for a wedding. Yeah. And that was three days long. I just noticed or recognized that it was in Italy and it was on an off week. So I wonder if Lance and Lawrence are just like staying in Italy before Probably. Emma. That makes sense. I wonder if that's why she chose they, that location. They probably had to take in the... F1 schedule because Toto Wolf and Susie Wolf were there. I know, like all these people from the grid, and we didn't get any content. We got some content yesterday of it. like some photos that Chloe and uh, Scotty posted. Danny Rick did a photo dump. Mm-hmm. Finally, like we got something, but it wasn't enough. Like we are, we were waiting for actual photos of the wedding. Yeah, and I, I get it. They probably wanted to have it to be private and they probably had like a no phones rule yeah i assume i don't know if they're gonna be so public about their relationship they don't owe us anything obviously they don't owe us anything but we were we were waiting and we were disappointed i was certain like there was the crumbs the crumbs i wouldn't have expected it from chloe because she doesn't like she posts lots of stories but she doesn't really share too too much about like her relationship no. her instagram is more about promoting her music yeah um i get most of the chloe scotty content from scotty himself well because and scott was the one that hilarious scott was the one that posted most of the photos yeah anyway. so even then yeah. like chloe hasn't posted anything he's scotty is very like candid on instagram yeah. like he'll post like photo dumps video dumps of him and his brother just being hilarious he's got this adorable niece Ugh. like He's so funny and he doesn't like censor his Instagram or anything like no. that. So I expected for him to be like, I mean, yeah, it was his wedding weekend. So what did I really expect? But I expected for, more for him to be like shooting behind the scenes or whatnot. Or or Danny. Those two would have just done num- numbers. I was on waiting Instagram. for even just like one TikTok. Yeah. Nothing. We didn't get anything until after the wedding yesterday. But congratulations to them. Congratulations. I hope they're really happy together because they I, look happy. I really like this couple. And they it's, it's, are just the F1. It's so interesting because they are they are quite literally the F1 couple. But neither of them. But are. neither of them are like F1 athletes. Like Chloe, obviously her brother, is with Aston Martin. But then like Scotty is best friends with Danny Rick, who's also not even an F1 driver right now. So it's funny when you do see them in the paddock because Scotty will just go from the Aston Martin garage to like the Red Bull garage. And it's like, this man can literally go anywhere. Yeah. His father-in-law is now Lawrence Stroll. Yeah. Also, I can just picture Kelly PK punching the air, hearing people call this the F1 royal wedding. Oh my god. She's probably livid. She's probably pissed. She's like, he's not even a driver. Her family's not even, like, been involved in the sport other than just buying a team. Like, okay, wait, did you see? Pissed. Did you see what she posted on Instagram? Kelly? Yeah, no. she posted on her story. I think it was, I think it was just earlier today or last night of roses on the table or something and like i guess max got them for her and i just feel like that's her little so she always does this yeah i think he's he's like a cereal flower buyer uh-huh. which is very on brand for a dutch man like himself he she always posts just like pictures of flowers but i think she just wanted a little bit of remind a little bit of a just reminder remind for everyone, everyone that like, she's she's actually in an f1 yeah. relationship that's just how i saw it i just saw okay. it kind of petty 
I'm not a huge fan of Kelly, no. so like I, I mean, if she were to get married, obviously I'm gonna want to see. Oh yeah, are you the kidding? content and everything, but <laughs> but I wouldn't be calling it the F1 royal wedding. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Who do you think would get married next? I would love to see Carlos and Issa get married next. Yeah. They've been together for uh, I think six or seven time. years. Yeah, and I think that it's time. Okay, sorry, I just remembered one of my notes that I had. Um, speaking of wags. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, Emma has a note. Um, you know what? This happens every podcast where she writes something on our on our document and I just giggle to myself. I would just like everyone to know what this one says. Lance Stroll has a girlfriend. Okay, wait. Bold letters. I want to die. I want to die. <laughs> I don't actually want to die. And I am not delusional. I know. Okay. <laughs> well, Okay. <laughs> She doesn't want to die, but she is delusional. So let's just, okay. we both are. I'm not delusional in the sense where I know I don't have a shot with any of these drivers. I know I will never be a wag. That doesn't mean I don't love Lance. And so seeing him. Oh yeah. I would be pissed. I'll be pissed the day Charles announces a new girlfriend. Oh, like, like that just, I'll be yeah, pissed. Yeah. Just, just as a fan, you know, I don't want to see that. But this photo came out of Lance with a girl. I think it was at the wedding and I saw it and I was just like, oh, you know what? This is, this is the end of the world for me. She's a, she's a model, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they're all models. They're all, <laughs> they're all tall, brunette, skinny models. They it's so funny to me because I also follow NHL hockey very closely and people always make jokes about how hockey players are only into blondes. It is quite literally the exact opposite with Formula One drivers. They do not like blondes. No. They're all dating brunettes. Yeah. They're the same. I said the, a different variant of the same person is what I said. Yeah. That's a that's a Marvel term for they all look the same, but slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. Same person, just different font. Is like and that is, that is a super, super like broad overview of like what the, like these girls probably are very different. They probably have like amazing personalities. We yeah. don't know that. We see pictures of them on Instagram. We're like, oh, she looks like her who looks like her who looks like that ex who looks like her. Right. They, and then there's Pierre who dates two Katarinas. And I'm like, I can't keep up. Like, like I literally <laughs> can't keep up anymore. So this isn't, this isn't us being mean. No. They do genuinely look alike. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So she's a model. She posted on her story. I think it was like a few weeks ago of a tattoo like in Hebrew on, it wasn't her tattoo, but then photos came out of Lance with that tattoo. Oh, I didn't see that. So, and that's just like, why are you taking a photo of someone else's tattoo on the side of their body if you're not together? Yeah, Do you know no, I mean? they're definitely together. And I don't think she's a tattoo artist in her free time. So, <laughs> hey, like I said, we know nothing about these real personalities. Anyway, yeah, that's true. You know, she's a model. We Needless to say, she's gorgeous. Emma's upset. Um, I guess this confirms that Lance was single for the longest time because him and Sarah never confirmed their breakup, which they didn't have to. No. But it was always very weird where, like, they would follow each other, unfollow each other, follow each other again. Um, so I guess that's it. It's fine. You're not bringing a random to, to the F1 royal wedding, so they must be together. Yeah, well, and she was at the wedding. Yeah. So <sighs> congratulations, <laughs> Lance. Lanson, I don't even know her name. Dion? Deanne? Deanne? Deanne. Lanson, Deanne. If this is Diane, I'm going to die. <laughs> and She's pretty. I don't know where she's from, though. I'd love to know, but I don't know. And that's all that we have to say about that. Yeah, but that's not all we have to say about Lance. Um, no. One, One more thing. So this is something that has been brought to my attention recently. And genuinely, it's because of listeners like you guys who will reach out to us and, you know, talk to us, share their opinions. But, so it's been brought to my attention that 
Lance, he's never in the media. Like, if you compare him to Fernando Alonso, Fernando Alonso's all over TikTok. You at least see, definitely see more photos, videos of him on social media, in reels, mm-hmm. participating in, like, challenges. Whereas Lance, we never get that sort of content from him, you know? Or if we do, it's so far and few between. Mm-hmm. And someone pointed out it's because... He probably doesn't have any obligations to because his dad owns the team. Which totally makes sense, I suppose. But I think that lots of these like videos help you gain fans. I know, exactly. The, uh, see, I, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around because if you were to compare it to like Penske, Team Penske over yeah. at Indy. Yeah. Team Penske owns IndyCar. They own the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And their drivers still do media appearances their drivers they have like this bus bro segment on youtube like they are so involved in creating content because like penske knows that their drivers need to be in the media granted mm-hmm. like indycar media is definitely different than like f1 media like, yeah the because i feel create. like they need to create fans for their drivers whereas f1 fans are pretty much just like blindly loyal yeah like, yeah to their team but i just thought that i just thought that was so interesting to think about so you you, you won't see lance as often because he's his dad owns the team. His dad is probably like, yeah, you don't you don't need to do this if you don't want to. Yeah, it's okay. You can take a break or you know this is this is me speculating. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know. We it don't makes know these sense, cons- but it also doesn't. Like it it does make sense that he it, wouldn't have to. It makes sense from a father son standpoint. Yeah. It does not make sense from trying to promote your team standpoint. Right. Right. Or even like like these guys, their personal them as people are brands. Yes. And unfortunately, unfortunately, they, yes, they are. yeah. But a lot of them are able to like take advantage of that, like Lando and um, Charles and George and Lewis. Mm-hmm. But I think that Lance doesn't care to like market himself, which is he doesn't need to. Again, billionaire son, F one driver, whatnot. But I just think that seeing content of drivers outside of the car and outside of the paddock really like give, uh, we talked about this with Max gives them like a humanized aspect. Yeah. That, people like find themselves either relating to or like connecting with Mm -hmm. and I figured that you can't necessarily do that with Lance because he's not all over the place I know which only goes to show like obviously Nepo baby stigma Mm. people already have it like quote-unquote out for Lance Mm -hmm. because he's a paid driver paid seat whatever so you would think that he would want to market himself in a way that's positive, that is... Do you know what I mean? Or that, that makes him look the same as every other driver on yes. the grid. Which every other driver on the grid is doing YouTube challenges, TikToks, social media of some aspect, in some aspect. Yeah. And I think that they, the rest of them would probably look at Lance and be like, hmm, so he's too good for, for right. social media. Like, that's just... I don't know. So that was brought to my attention. Thank you to who brought it to my attention. It's very interesting. Because it's just... It's definitely something I'm going to be keeping an eye out moving forward because, I mean, I follow Fernando Alonso on TikTok. I follow Aston Martin on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we are just – we're lacking in the Lance content. And yeah. as as a Lance Stroll fan – The self-proclaimed queen pres- of – President of the fan club. President of the fan club. I'm very sad because I want to see more and I don't get that. I never get it. Also – so you bought an Aston Martin hat a few weeks ago, and I, I've seen it in person. Yes. Did we both just never realize there's no A on it? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, like... Ston Martin? <laughs> it says Ston Martin. But you didn't realize... Nope. I put it I put it on yesterday, because um, I, you know, because it's finally really nice and warm where we are, and I was like, I'm going to go lay outside. I put on my Aston Martin hat, and then... This is my story time. 
So I went outside <laughs> with my hat that I thought said Aston Martin. And then I got a notification on my phone that Scotty James posted photos or no, it was Lance that posted photos. I was like, we finally got Lance content. So I ran inside, you know, made sure my makeup was okay to record a video for TikTok. And then I opened the front camera and I look and I'm like, my hat says Stun Martin. <laughs> my hat quite literally says Stun Martin. I still filmed the TikTok, but I was like, she's had this for weeks and I've seen it in person. I was just like, Hannah's crying. <laughs> None of your family ever I don't really wear hats inside my house like oh. you do. Yeah, but... I know. That is my brand now. I can't stop. <laughs> but I just thought it was so funny. I was like, this hat says stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, clearly I did not buy it from the Aston Martin <clears throat> official shop. I don't care who you bought it from. You need to go back to them and say, please, I need a refund. It's a cute hat. It's adorable, but it's Hannah's not crying. only grammatically incorrect, but it's just—it's now a meme. I need that hat right uh, here. I'll go get it for the next podcast. Okay. Not only does it say "Stone Is Martin," is it off? Ormila One. You know what? Where's the F? Stun Martin Ormila One T. <laughs> I'm posting this on our social right now. I know you posted a TikTok of it, but I feel like you didn't tell them that there's also an F me or missing. This episode is all over the place. Yeah, we are all over the place, but my energy is so much higher now. So thank you. Oh. Track stats? Yeah, let's do track stats because we haven't talked about Im- Imola. We haven't talked about the next Grand Prix at like, all. At all. We just okay. talked about everything else. There was a lot going on this week. There was a lot going on. I was week. really excited to record today because I knew there was going to be a lot going on. Until I woke up this morning and then I was like, I really don't want to record today. Hey, <laughs> you did. Yes, I did. Track stats with Han. Okay. So there's lots of jokes right now about how long the name of this Grand Prix is. Oh, do you um, have it written down? Yeah. The official name is... I actually don't have the official name. I have the, the official name of the track. And as the Italian or the Canadian Italian on this podcast, I'm going to butcher this, which is just funny. Go for it. But it's the... And I'm also not saying it with any sort of Italian accent. It's the Autodromo Internazionale Enzo Edino Ferrari. That's the track. Okay. Named after Ferrari founder Enzo and his son, Alfredo. Alfredo? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's not funny. <laughs> no, I find it funny too. But his nickname was Dino. <laughs> okay. But what's the actual Grand Prix called? Emilia Romagna Grand Prix d'Italia. Uh, Formula <laughs> Formula One. Qatar Airways Grand Premio del Made in Italy a Del Emilia Roma. Okay, can I, have I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not fluent in Italian, but I <laughs> Lots of laughter this week. <clears throat> okay. It's a Formula One Qatar Airways <laughs> sorry, sorry. Grand Premio del Made in Italy a Del Emilia Romagna 2023. Okay, one more time. No! Oh my god, once is enough. That's a mouthful. Anyway, so it's kind of like, it's a meme right now. A lot of these teams are just posting. Like just, how long it is. Just how long this, this track is. How long this the Grand Prix name is. It's, I'm so confused. Why? It doesn't say Imola once. It's in Imola. It's in Imola. The race is in Imola. Okay. That's why we call it Imola. It's never been called the... You want to call it that? No. Do I you want to You want to spend I don't, no, I 20 don't seconds <laughs> saying, oh, where's the races we get? Oh, it's in Div Grand Prix de Qatar yeah. Airways, <laughs> Emilio Grand Prix. Like, just say it's in Imola. Oh my God. For all of our um, similar aged, 
similar age fans. Um, my favorite meme that I saw was the High School Musical 2 meme where it's like T for Troy. Oh, the necklace. No. T for the, the whatever this Qatar is. Airways, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, that made me giggle. I'm crying. This is an old track. So I feel like they've changed the name of it a few times because when I was doing track stats. And they made it harder? It initially was called the Italian Grand Prix. Well, now there's many Italian Grand Prix. Yes, that is true. So um, so it debuted in 1980. It's one of the oldest tracks on the... 1980 is not old. I know, but a lot of these tracks are new. Remember we said that, that Baku was 2016? Like, oh, I guess. These are... It's one of one of the older tracks. Okay. Okay. I know it's not old. I'm just saying. Anyways, most wins. Are you, am I guessing? No, yeah, do it. I don't know. Schumacher? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, there's two teams that have tied for the most wins ever to... Or to take the most wins at this tra- at this circuit. For Damn. Ferrari? And? Mercedes? No. This is a tough beat. Is it McLaren? Nope. Is it Williams? Yes, it's Williams. Okay. Because Williams in the 90s were fucking awesome. Pause this. Williams used to dominate. Yeah. And I feel like for our, our new F1 fans, for listeners that don't know much about Williams, yeah. Williams used to be an incredible team. So I feel like we need to do a little episode. Like a history a of deep like... dive yeah, onto Williams. Yeah. And I love the history of motorsport, so yeah. I can totally take that on. Well, we can do this during silly season when we yeah. have no content. That would be so fun. Do a deep dive into like maybe a team and a driver. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Yeah, so Williams used to be a really good team in the 90s. Like um, Williams Martini Racing. Same. Yeah, they have the second, or tied for the most wins at this track. Um, Track is 63 laps, 19 turns. I believe there's only the one DRS zone, right? Yes. Yeah, one DRS zone. So that's kind of crazy. We've had pretty much at least two or three, even four in Australia. I know. Last year was the first sprint. Yeah. This year, there was no sprint. Which I think makes sense. I don't think this is a track you want to have a sprint on. I don't think that it did anything for it last year because Max quali, or won quali, so he was first on, on sprint pole. One sprint and then won the race. Yeah. Sprint weekends are supposed to cause like a little bit of a mix up. And it did not. And it didn't last year. The only thing time. that like caused a mix up last year was it was raining. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know this, but you said that it's rained the past two. It rained in 2021 and it rained in 2022. And it's supposed to rain this year. Yeah. It's supposed to rain all weekend. And it brought out last year, it brought out quite a few yellow flags. And I think uh, during quali or maybe during the sprint, a red flag or two. And that's kind of like what, that's what messed up the order mm-hmm. was the yellow flags and like having to stop and restart. I don't know what to see. And I know that their overtaking is definitely quite possible at this track compared to other ones. So that might be exciting to watch. I have no idea. I honestly hey, have not Whenever there's rain, there's chaos. Chaos. And we were fucking bored to tears during Miami. Yeah. So I'm here for it. I know. I'm so here for it. Last year, Max, like I said, was on pole. Um, he was on pole for sprint with Charles and Mr. Lando Norris. No, wait. No, he didn't finish on the podium, did he? He, did, I think he just qualified third for the sprint. Oh, he did end up winning. Or, yeah, taking his third. Yeah, so Lando... I thought he only qualified uh-uh. third. I know that... He did qualify third. Oh, wow, Lando... And then in the sprint, he went down to fifth. Wow. And then he came back up to third. Lando came back up to third during the actual race because Charles made the Charles like Charles made the decision but they pit Charles for softs mm. like when there was maybe 10 laps left or so maybe less than that and then I think he he spun out and then he ended up dropping like nine places Lando who wasn't fourth 
obviously when Charles spun out from third, mm. it just bumped him up. So, I mean, even though Lando did have a really incredible race, it was just like Charles's misfortune that yeah. seemed to benefit him. Yeah. But Lando was the only driver who, in all of last year, the only driver outside of the top three teams who got a podium. No way. Outside of Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari. For the entirety of last year? Entirety of last year. Damn. The only driver to get a podium outside of those teams. Interesting. I know. I have something to say. Okay. <laughs> what? It's not even that hot of a take, but usually when I have something to say, people have opinions. Is it about Lando? No, it's about Esteban. Okay. Last year at, at Imola, he also received a five-second time penalty for an unsafe release. That was in the pit lane with Lewis Hamilton. Yes. My hot take, which is not so hot, is... Esteban is a menace in the pits. <laughs> this guy can't figure it out. I don't think it's him. If he's not running over photographers, he's getting an unsafe release penalty. If he's not doing that, he's speeding in the pit lane. How many time penalties did he rack up at the first race of the year this year? Like, Esteban. Esty. Esty bestie, get it together in the Let's pits. figure it out in the pits. Like, it's where you're supposed to drive slow. It shouldn't be hard. Okay, to defend him... He, he gets told when, when it's a when to release from the pit. I know. And also, it, the photographers weren't his fault. I know. But it's always yeah, him. it's always so him. So we have to take a look at... We can't blame everybody else all the time. We have to take a look on the inside and, and ask ourselves, what the hell is going on with Esteban in the pit? What is he doing? We don't know. That's my hot take. I understand. I respect it. I... <laughs> yeah. I mean... On another note, last year there was two DNFs, Carlos and Fernando. Which was Carlos' second DNF of the year, because he DNF'd in Australia the race before, and then he DNF'd in Imola. Yeah. So, because it was a wet race, because Carlos spun out, because we saw Charles fumble from third, I think he ended up he finishing ended up sixth, sixth, Yeah. but like, fumbling from third, because it's in Italy, I feel like these drivers are just going to have a lot of anxiety going into this the the race this weekend. Yeah. It's the exact same thing as what not the exact same cuz Monaco is always way worse for Charles, but it's the same deal as like when people when you know you have a home crowd and there is so much pressure on you to perform, like there's just so much anxiety that takes over and yeah. usually they well in Ferrari's case, they've haven't performed at a home race or at Monaco in the, uh, the full 3 years that I've been watching. I, it definitely could be longer than that. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know. I hope I I hope it goes good. I I feel like it's definitely going to rain though. Yeah. That's what the forecast is calling. But because it's going to rain or because it's likely it's going to rain, does that change your predictions at all? Because we have to take into consideration if it rains during quali, right, we might see other people succeed. Yeah, that's so true. And then that is that going to change the outcome for the race? I have to stop leaving Max off of my predictions. There. So, I'm going to take Max to win. And that might be a reverse psychology type deal where maybe he won't. Fingers crossed. We're going to take Max to win. I'm going to take Charles to come second. Okay. And Carlos to come third. You think we're going to get a Ferrari double podium? This is what I'm predicting slash hoping for. Okay. I predict a Max win. Okay. Let's go Lewis second. I think we're going to see Carlos third. Okay. I'm going to keep Charles off the podium this week. Okay. I love him. I don't have faith in him. Hey, next week, after this is Monaco, so... And he'll also be off the predictions for then. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I'll put him on my predictions for Monaco either. Like, Charles and Monaco, they just don't... They don't... No. Mesh. Like he says, he loves Monaco, Monaco doesn't love him. Yeah. Anyways, that's a whole other episode, because we've got a big Monaco episode planned for... 
Because it's, um, the it's next from race. Monaco Grand Prix, and then it's also the Indy 500. Yes, exactly. That episode, we might have a two-hour episode. Just kidding. <laughs> Your face. I can't talk for two hours. Um, maybe a bonus episode. Yeah. Would anyone be interested in that? Because I, I feel like I can announce this. I'm going to the Indy race in Toronto, which is super exciting. I wish Hannah could come with me, but she cannot. I cannot. And I'm sad about it. I know. I'm traveling. I had personal travels already booked for this year, so it just does not work for me to also get work off to do Indy, but I'm going to be living vicariously through Emma. I'm very excited to see all of her content. I'm excited. And, yeah. I'm excited to go to Toronto Indy. So if any of our listeners are indie fans as well, you want to do a little meetup? That would be mm-hmm. so fun. I'd be down for that. But we'll talk about that more when we get closer to Indy. Yeah. I feel like we do need to do a bonus episode for the Indy 500. Did you watch the Indy race this weekend? I did. Why don't, why don't you talk about that for a little bit and close out? Who won? Okay, here's the thing. I am very, I'm trying very, very hard to get into Indy. And I am getting into Indy. But... It took me a hot minute to learn all of the F1 drivers' names and teams that they were associated with. Mm-hmm. And I am slowly getting there with Indy. Um, I know, oh, it's Chip Ganassi racing. Okay, so I know Alex won the Indy race. All I know was a double podium for Aero McLaren. Oh, okay. We saw um, Pato Award finish second. I think it was his third, second place finish. And then we saw Alexander Rossi take third. And I just want to say, I wrote in our notes... It's totally okay to be a McLaren fan if you're a McLaren fan for IndyCar. Mm, okay. Because they're killing it right now. And Zach Brown has nothing to do with no, it. No, he does. Oh he's my God, C- he does. He's CEO of McLaren, and that includes Aero McLaren oh Racing. God. Okay, well, I have a problem with it then. Well, I and I think that just goes to show, like, obviously, Indy and Formula One are two very different sports, mm-hmm. but, like, I would not be caught dead right now rooting for McLaren for Formula One, but... Paddle Awards looking kind of good in that Aero McLaren. Like he's he's Paddle Awards there. looking pretty good outside of his Aero McLaren. I like Paddle <laughs> Awards. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. No, I mean it's true. <laughs> it's true. But they weren't okay. Essentially, Aero McLaren was not one of the top teams in Indy for a while. They're definitely good. They they know what they're doing. But this is the first year that they have three drivers as opposed to two. Mm, okay. And usually the two teams that we see kind of dominate IndyCar are Chip Ganassi Racing and Penske. Penske. And right now, while both those teams are doing incredible, Aero McLaren is kind of like slowly working their way up. Um, and that has a lot to do with Pato Award. And so is he a future IndyCar world champion? I hope so. I think he's good. He's not like one of my favorite drivers in Indy, but he's he's making waves. And there was also lots of talk about Pato switching over to yes. F1. So mm-hmm. I wonder if he'll be given, like, if he's doing well enough in Indy. I wonder if they'd even give him the amount of time needed to become an Indy world champion because if he's doing well enough and Oscar's not, I could definitely see them considering making the move over to F1 for him. I don't... I think Pato wants to stay with Indy for a while. I don't actually know just because they have the documentary 100 Days to Indy. Yeah, yeah. And Pato is like very keen on winning and staying with the team and taking Aaron McLaren somewhere kind of like how we see with Lando is with McLaren okay so I I feel like even though sure a lot of drivers do dream of being Formula One drivers I don't think Pato I don't I don't think his goal is to be a Formula One driver I could be wrong this is just what I'm getting from an outside perspective and I think that if he were to stay with Aaron McLaren at Indy for the next few years I don't think he's going to complain about it okay but yeah I'm still learning about Indy so if any of our listeners are Indy fans and 
if you're like, you're totally wrong and Pato does want to move to Formula One, send us a DM um, and educate me, please. I just always knew that his name was kind of yes. around. Yeah. Because for the longest time, we thought Oscar Piastri was going to be in an Alpine. So I thought that Pato was kind of like the next like successor of Daniel Ricciardo to come into McLaren. And which is why I'm saying that I I, I know that he's been associated I, with that one team. Okay, I think... Yes, definitely has been associated, but I think it's because it's a lot harder to get a Formula One super license. Mm, I see. To like actually put him in the Formula One car. Like I don't believe Pato has done a lot or like done any test sessions in a Formula One car or practice sessions. And you need a certain amount of time, certain mm-hmm. amount of laps, certain amount of kilometers mm-hmm. to get that Formula One super license. So yes, Pato's name was definitely thrown into the mix because of his performance at Indy and because he is definitely an incredible driver. But it just, like, logistically, he does not have, on paper, the qualifications to mm-hmm. be a Formula One driver. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the only way that we will truly, like, we can watch indie races and we can watch highlights of quality and whatever since we can't watch qualifying. Can't watch qualifying. Um, but I think the only way that we'll, like, really learn, and this is how I learned about F1, was talking about it with other people. Yes. Not yeah. necessarily knowing everything, but, like, just, like, listening to other people talk about it and having those conversations so yes we've also asked for people to reach out to like help us learn about indie which lots of people have thank you very much thank but you so much. i almost think that at this point it's like we know the like structure of it and maybe we just need to like have like more conversations about it yeah so we'll be talking about the 500 for sure yes it might be a bonus episode i think we should make it a bonus episode yeah okay we'll do that i think that might be it then because we're done track stats we did our predictions do we have a crush tracker change okay yes but i think i'll save it for tiktok okay because this is a little teaser a little teaser okay with that follow the tiktok (laughs) with that follow the tiktok track talk pod Follow us on Instagram. Um, we're almost at 500 followers on Instagram. Which is crazy because on TikTok, we're almost at 10K. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys just hate us over on Instagram or what, but don't hate us over there. Give us a follow. Honestly, we're probably I am probably more likely to respond to messages on Instagram because yes. I don't get TikTok notifications. <laughs> I've tried to turn them on. They just don't work for me. So, so if you want to talk to Hannah, head to Instagram. Yeah, if you want to talk to Emma, go to TikTok. Definitely. And now we're splitting fans. <laughs> oh my God. That's... That's so mean. I know. Um, follow us on both. Actually, how about that? And yeah. check out our Etsy. We put a few more posters up there for different tracks. Spain's up there. Canada's up there. You know, got a rep Lance. Also, wait, I want to touch on one thing really quick before we wrap. Okay. Someone commented on TikTok and said that our posters, the ones behind us, yeah, like sort of embody us as people. Interesting. And I thought that was an interesting take. Do I have a blue personality? Is that what it is? Do Maybe. I have a red personality? Um, yes, you do. I don't know what I have, though. I need to find this thing. Hang on. No, no, no. Wait. Okay. I can't find it. But it was it it was something that described, like, blue versus red. I think they used it in comparison to either Max and Charles, or maybe it was Charles and Pierre. I don't fully remember, but it touched on their personalities. I'll have to find it, and I'll do, like, either on TikTok or it'll be next episode. Okay. Because I'm like, maybe that's what that person on TikTok was commenting. I don't think I give blue energy, but... Do if, I get blue energy? I don't think you do either. I don't know. To me, blue energy is like um, a little negative. Should I, I be sitting there then? <laughs> Maybe you do. Anyways. Um, yeah. We're going to end it there. I'm so sorry to end it on such a cliffhanger because we don't know what energies we give off. Do What do you think? Do we give off blue and red energies? Yeah. I'd like to know. And I'd also like to know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> 
Are we wrong? Because I did a survey for a job one time that like separated people into colors and reds were like really like intense managers, like managerial style. And I just don't think that that's what you give off. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. If anything, that's what I give off. I don't think you're like a super intense, like, <laughs> like almost rude person. I don't think you're a rude person. I really can't. I feel like I don't know Hannah at all. No, you do. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to end it there. Um, settle this debate for us. Who has red energy? Who has blue energy? We don't know the answer, so it's up to you guys. Make sure to rate us on Spotify and Apple. Give yes. us those five stars. Yes. It really does help us out a lot. Also, we just learned that you can review us, too, on, on Spotify. You can yeah. leave comments, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So leave a comment. Let us know what this episode... Tell us in the comments if you think we're red or blue energy. And send us to a friend. You know? Share us. That's how I, how I, um, that's my love language is sharing podcasts to my friends that I feel like they would like. So, um, take that on as your love language. And with that, we gotta go. Bye.